Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Monday to all of you. We are live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, and I'm not in my normal surroundings. I am out here in L.A. for the next couple of days. I'll be broadcasting out here in L.A. We are filming a small group Bible study curriculum inspired by our movie Nefarious. And you're going to hear more about that coming up later this fall. We are very excited to, to be involved in that project. And you can tell I am in California because... I am the highest maintenance person here by being low maintenance. Um, I, I walked in on set, there's this big spread for breakfast and I'm like, you know, where are the eggs? And they're like, they're over there. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I, 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 I don't see any eggs. Oh, it's that quiche over there. Those aren't eggs. What is that? I mean, literally you would get beat up in Iowa. I mean, someone will grab you off the street. People will jump out of a van and beat you up where you stand, and everybody else will film it and applaud because you needed that. You needed that. That's not breakfast. I can't even spell quiche. And everybody here looked at me like I was from another planet. Nevertheless, they have been kind other than their food choices. And we are looking forward to the next couple of days of filming a Bible study curriculum that we think will be very encouraging, insightful, and uh, also enjoyable to go through when it comes out later this year. And that's a reminder that Nefarious, the DVD, comes out tomorrow. And we've been top 10 on Amazon, number one in both the horror and thriller category. So we are very excited about that. We're also going to make an announcement tomorrow in accordance with the Nefarious DVD that we think you're going to be very excited about. So uh, make sure you are tuned in for that here tomorrow. Go to Amazon right now. Pre-order your copy of Nefarious on DVD releasing tomorrow. Back home in Iowa, Todd and Aaron remain. And there is Todd after... You're going to be old hat at these, Erzin, both the difficult uh, and proud daddy moments of sending one of yours off uh, to university. And then Aaron did whatever he does on the weekends. How are you, gentlemen? You're good. I mean, I'm, yeah, two years in a row, I'm brokenhearted in the best possible sort of way, but I need a break. Charlotte, daughter number three, has three years to go. I, I need a break. Shout well, it's out. good to have you back. Shout out to uh, Benjamin, who who turns two today. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So happy birthday to little Ben for sure. Um, one of the things, uh, if, I don't know if you guys saw some of the stuff I was tweeting about uh, the economy over the weekend. But did you guys see because of inflation under Joe Biden, the average American household is spending over $700 more in spending levels than they were before Biden took over? 700 bucks. That's like taking on a couple more car payments. On top of that, median household income in America has declined. It's dropped by about 3% since COVID. This is another reason why, um, as we continue to manage our own decay, manage decline, 
uh, impose our own diminishing as a people. Other countries are going to take advantage of this. You've got the meeting coming up next week with the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Uh, They are trying to launch a new international currency to replace the U.S. dollar as the default currency in the world. Uh, Another reason why you want to talk to our friends over at Birch Gold. Find out why gold has been used as a hedge against government debasement schemes. Steve, I went to public school. What's a government debasement scheme? Exactly what they're doing to us right now. That's what it is. Find out why gold has been used as a hedge of protection against government debasement schemes for eons, literally. Um, And you can also get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by a physical precious metal is right for you. Text the word Steve, my name. Text Steve to 989-898. Text Steve to 989-898. Claim your free info kit on gold from Birch Gold by texting Steve at 989-898. All right, coming up at the bottom of this hour, our good friend Bob Vanderplotz will join us. Um, they tried to, they did a swing and a miss at him over the weekend with a hit piece. We'll talk about that. Next hour, I'm going to talk more about the personal reasons I made the endorsement you saw last Friday of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president. And I will tell you, I, I, my inbox has been overloaded with positive reactions. Um, There's not been nearly the blowback to this that I anticipated. So we will get into those uh, personal reasons, and then we're going to kind of open it up to Todd and Aaron to give their take on some of the things I'm going to lay out next next hour on the show. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Super Happy Fun Times at the Iowa State Fair. A bevy of GOP presidential hopefuls were at the Iowa State Fair over the weekend, including Donald Trump, who flew a squad of Floridians from Matt Gates to Byron Donalds to the former mayor of Miami who ordered beaches closed during COVID. They were all with him for the less than one hour stay at the State Fair. Ron DeSantis was interviewed by Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, where he torched Joe Biden. They want to reduce the role of parents and so that they can impose their agenda. That's why Biden says things like, they're not your kids, quote, they're all of our kids. No, they're not your kids, Joe, I'm sorry. (laughs) And it also took you four and a half years to even acknowledge your own granddaughter in Arkansas. I'm sorry, that's just the truth. By the way, if it wasn't already clear, Trump has made an enemy of the Iowa governor. Here she is on CNN. She invited the candidates to join her on stage at the fair. All said yes except former President Donald Trump. He's been lashing out, taking credit for Reynolds' election and attacking her for not supporting him. Reynolds, Iowa's first female governor, smiled and took exception to that. It's actually Iowans who made the decision to elect me in a really tough year. 2018 was not a good year for Republicans. Uh, I squeaked by. Nikki Haley was also there competing in the intersectionality Olympics. Minority, I am a minority first. So I think I'm as diverse as it gets. But I think minorities are smart. Minorities don't vote for people because of the color of their skin. Nothing says the Iowa State Fair quite like the Soros guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, rapping Eminem. Learning Chinese today. Today's phrase is come for the butter cow, stay for the millennial Hindu busting rhymes. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson was on MSNBC late last week where he trashed the idea of having to talk to those peons in Iowa. Fact is, I'm not a self-funded candidate uh, and 
and the RNC rules is burdensome on the candidates to, instead of focusing on other ways of raising money and focusing on uh, other styles of campaigning, I've got to spend all of my time at the Iowa State Fair trying to get on the debate stage with $1 contributions. And so uh, that's not helpful and it's not good for our democratic process. Back to Trump, newly resurfaced video of the signing ceremony for the CARES Act, which is the genesis for every evil we faced in the wake of COVID, shows Donald Trump going out of his way to give a pen he used for the signing of the bill to Anthony Fauci. Yikes. Of course, one of Trump's last acts as president was giving Fauci an award, so there's that. Dispatches from the country of Chile, the most vaccinated country on earth, whose excess mortality has not returned to pre-COVID levels. Huh. A lawyer for the Food and Drug Administration has admitted that doctors are indeed free to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID, despite the agency's repeated admonitions not to do so. The admission by the FDA was made during a lawsuit brought by three doctors who say the agency interfered with their medical practices by cautioning against the use of the drug for COVID. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson told Fox Business's Maria Bartiromo exactly what COVID was. This is all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019 prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah. you know, th this is very concerning in terms of what has happened. We are going down a very dangerous path, but as a path is being laid out and planned by an elite group of people that want to take total control over our lives. And that's what they're doing bit by bit. They do it by increasing ma you know, massive government spending, increasing the size of government, uh, takeover of the WHO. These amendments that are coming up uh, that are going to be voted on in 2024 on the WHO are frightening, and they, they really risk taking away all of our sovereignty. Uh, people have to awake, awaken to the dangers of the moment. And finally, here's Pastor Keith Foskey with his take on if superhero movie characters were churches. If you're listening to the podcast, it's probably best to come back and watch this. And now, folks, it's time for who do you trust? Hubba, 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 money, money, money. Who do you trust? Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. My name is Peter Porker. spider Ham, spider Ham, friendly neighborhood spider Ham. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park? Doth mother know you weareth her drapes? In order there's a threat and a war we must win. Each one you buy is a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. And that's what happened while we were away. That video is tremendous. The, the Heath Ledger Joker as youth pastor... Perfect. All right. Absolutely perfect. The Reformed Baptist as Deadshot. <laughs> That's great. That video is incredible. You definitely want to watch the was whole thing. Was there Catholic representation? I don't think there was, Aaron, that I can remember We're watching talking the video. About evangelicals here. So it would have been like, I don't know. It, it probably would have been, what, what, it probably would have been, uh, what was the devil? Daredevil, kid? Yeah, dare, Daredevil. Dare, or, daredevil in yeah. the basement of the convent, completely yeah. confused about who he is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
is what I'm doing good or not? Is it ever good enough or not? Right. How many, how many bad guys can I possibly catch before God will approve of me? That would be like the daredevil. That would be the Catholic one. They probably would have panned, I would guess. But I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant video brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Uh, They've got a brand new product coming your way. Uh, it's the absolute must-buy in family preparedness. Remember, Jace is who brought us the Jace case last year uh, when they joined up with the show to make sure that just in case some venerable medications were again found to be <clears throat> dangerous right when we needed them the most, that you would have them available to you. But now they want to make sure that your existing medications can get backed up as well. So you can get a 12-month backup supply of your existing medications, everything from heart health to diabetes, even mental health, blood pressure, and more. Just in case the stuff you need right now is the next stuff that suddenly, well, we couldn't possibly let you have that right when you need it the most. Get that peace of mind by going to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, J-A-S-E for jacemedical.com. Enter the code DACE at checkout for a discount on your order. jacemedical.com, discount code DACE at checkout for a discount. In the overtime today, we are going to discuss something that has not happened really in, I mean, Aaron's lifetime. 1992 was the last time someone attempted to use the Democratic Party as a national platform to advocate for the restriction of abortion on any level. Last time it happened, the governor of Pennsylvania, Bill Casey, he was the last pro-lifer that was allowed to give a primetime address at the Democratic convention, and he got booed off the stage. In fact, prior to Do- prior to, um, uh, to Dobbs, the last time we had a case before the U.S. Supreme Court that challenged Roe on its premise was his case, Casey versus uh, Pennsylvania, Planned Parenthood of Pennsylvania, 30 years ago. Well, 31 years ago now. RFK Jr. says that he would sign a national bill that would take us back to Roe's original interpretation, which is abortion in the first trimester only. And we will discuss that coming up uh, later today in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. Just go to blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace to become a subscriber. Just 10 bucks a month at blazetv.com slash dace. All right, let's get to what is in Aaron's montage, because there's a lot of good stuff there. On the state fair, I, 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 my goodness, was it dumb this weekend? <laughs> I mean, it was so dumb. It was, it was so dumb. And I have to tell you, there was just too much dumb from everybody, everybody. I'm just going to say this and leave it alone. Donald Trump is well-liked by Iowans. Iowans like Ron DeSantis, no matter whom is at the Iowa State Fair, 100,000 people go every single day, every single year. Do I need anything else? Is that good? Are we good? Can we just move on? Am I done here? The concourse on a Saturday at the the State Fair, that's always like empty, right? Just no people. Yeah, nobody's ever there. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, whether it's um, attempting to, to pipe in sound to make it look like more people were booing DeSantis, pretending to act as if Trump showed up at the fair and would not be popular in a state that he's won twice, pretending to act like the only people that showed up at the fair were just there to see Trump. I mean, the whole thing was just dumb. And 
That's all I've got to say about that. Why are we here as a country right now? What do I mean by here? What do I mean by here? Let me explain. Why is Donald Trump about to face a fourth indictment? Well, there's multiple indictments, a fourth round of indictments. Why? Why is median family income in America, a median household income in America declined 3%? Pardon me. While inflation has risen so high, the average American household is spending $700 more for the same things than they were spending pre-COVID. Why are nations like Chile, they're not even close to returning to their pre-COVID excess mortality levels? Why? Um, Why do we have unprecedented government imposition on private citizens? Why did we lose 10,000 small and family-owned businesses? Why do we have a mental health cliff that we're going over right now with our youth? Why? And I could ask lots of other lots of other whys. Why is the border overrun? Every other, literally, every, every, every is a hard word. Every. Give me an issue that you think is existential that either did not exist prior to 2020 or has taken on so much energy since 2020 that it seems like it's about to overwhelm us. Like we had border problems for years, but we have a wide open border now because these people are in charge. Why are these people in charge? Everything that you would come at me with, I could point right back to lockdowns and the CARES Act, everything. Even election integrity. Where did the impetus for, well, we can't hold, you know, regular elections, so I guess we're going to have to do this all via, you know, ballot harvesting. I'm sorry, um, uh, absentee. That's right. Absentee ballots. Lockdowns, the CARES Act. Lockdowns gave them the opportunity. The CARES Act gave them the means, $400 million worth. Since 2020, we have printed almost 80% of every dollar that's ever been in circulation in the history of this country, starting with the CARES Act. That's where your inflation came from. Now, of course, if Trump had won the election, he did. If Trump were still president, then I think that these things would have been mitigated much more than they currently are because the people in charge, they're not doing this out of a panic like Trump did or, you know, his lack of a systematic systematic worldview up against real evil. And they threaten him that he's going to be Herbert Hoover on steroids. And he's, I'll give you everything. I just don't want to be, I just don't want to fail. I'll give you everything. Well, those same instincts, if, if he were still president today, would have had him very aggressively doing whatever he could to make it right when he blew up. So again, he would not look like a failure. The people in charge now are failing on purpose. This is all on purpose. So believe me when I say I'm not drawing a moral distinction between the rationales behind why Trump did what he did and the reasons why the people in charge now are doing what they are doing. There is no moral distinction. 
They're not even, they're not, they're not, they're not equivalent on any level. And that's why if Trump wins this primary and stays out of prison somehow, I will enthusiastically vote for him in the next election. We can't afford these people anymore. But there, these reasons are also why he's not the president today. He not only didn't put the shovel down, he kept digging. Those kinds of decisions are why I endorsed Ron DeSantis. He made some of the same mistakes, not the CARES Act, but he made some of the same mistakes. When the data came in that these were mistakes, he stopped doing them. The other guy doubled down. The other guy, three years later, still won't admit he made a mistake. Understand the origin of all of the cliffs we are on right now. And this ties into what Ron Johnson said in that clip. Yeah, he's a, Everything he said is correct. By the way, thoughts and prayers for the people that book Ron Johnson on Fox. You won't be getting many of those calls again in the future after telling that level of truth. When's so the recall got election? It all in while they could. Indeed, indeed, yes, okay. But understand, they, Ron, everything Ron is saying is correct, but they could not have pulled that off if Donald Trump wouldn't have, wouldn't have literally gone full, hands up, don't shoot. Don't shoot, take it all, I don't wanna lose. I can't believe this will happen to me, just panicked. Handed him everything they wanted. They had all the plans they wanted, but it wasn't going to get implemented without the CARES Act and the lockdowns. Those two things are why we are here. And so while there is no moral equivalency at all for the shallow, vapid, weak reasons that Donald Trump did what he did, compared to the sinister, calculated, purposeful, intentional reasons they were doing what they're doing then and now, that doesn't mean he's not accountable for those actions. That's why we are here. There is not an issue that you could point to me right now domestically happening in this country. Hell, I'll even say globally. Do you, does anybody believe if Donald Trump were president right now, we'd just be writing blank checks to Zelensky? No. Do I think he might have done something to help Zelensky to try to bring Putin to the table? Yeah. But this like never-ending ATM with no limit... No, I don't think anybody, based on how he performed as president, believes he would have continued that in a second term. So you can throw that issue in, too. That issue that has people talking World War III and nuclear war for the first time since, you know, the 80s. Everything that we are threatened with right now, that, it, that we are thinking is going to overwhelm us, everything dates back to lockdowns and the CARES Act. Those are their twin towers. That's your Isengard and Mordor right there. Those two things. And there was one guy we, were, we gave the power to stop those things. And he didn't. And he not only didn't stop them, he enabled them. And the failure to recognize that is why there's even a Ron DeSantis running for president right now. What are Ron DeSantis' strongest points in leadership? All of Donald Trump's weakest points. Therefore, if Trump had not made these mistakes, or even if he had owned up to them later, and it's been three years, it's not like there's not ample opportunity 
And th- understand, we're asking Donald Trump to do what he typically does best. Please gaslight us and blame other people for your mistakes. We're waiting. That's really what we're asking, guys. If we're being honest, what we're asking Donald Trump to do is gaslight us, make us forget that he didn't do those things affirmatively in 2020, and then pivot to blame other people for his mistakes. We are asking Donald Trump to speak his native tongue, and we can't even get that right now. I think this is why Ron DeSantis lives rent-free in his head, because he is a reflection of his mistakes. His candidacy only exists as, an, as, as to fill the void left by Trump's failures. And that's why we're here. And that's also why he's facing all these criminal counts. He could have just won, pardoned himself in all these cases. Hell, he could have pardoned himself on the way out the door in 2020. He had George W. Bush level approval rating. What was it, 25% or something? Just pardon yourself then. You're bulletproof. You can't go any lower. Didn't do that. And so now we're sitting here in a position where we have no idea if we nominate this guy, if he can even legally get on enough ballots to get to 270. If he's not going to be in prison, if he's not going to take a plea agreement. All of his problems and all of our problems that we are facing right now, that got ratcheted up to this doomsday apocalyptic malaise we are feeling, all stem from two decisions. And they went back to back, hand in hand, and he made them both. And that's lockdowns and the CARES Act. All of them. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I think Aaron putting in the video uh, of him, of Trump handing out the pens is really really important for you to see because that trump as big of an sob as he is and man he unsettled everybody they had no idea what to expect from this but then look at that he you could tell in that moment he just wanted to be liked and we're all in this together that was that was the swamp he thinks in this moment he's healing the land he's but he's neck deep in the swamp he put on his water wings and he's like let's play guys meanwhile the other side realizes at that moment by getting that handed to him the script was flipped and that the swamp was healthier than ever and it was going to be deeper and more grotesque than ever and that's why trump can apologize for all the reasons he said but he it's trump knows that he was the cuck I mean, it's it's and that's why he'll never be able to apologize, because that's something he is incapable of admitted to. I mean, he simply got played. Yeah. It's hard to hear. It's a tough pill to swallow. There can be multiple things that are true at the same time. The first three years of Donald Trump's presidency, well, you know, the show could be exhausting. There were some really, really good things that he did. And he did those, and he deserves credit for those. But the last year, he became the swamp. I'm sorry. He has a record now. Or does he not? He has a record now. Did these things happen, or did they not? For a lot of people, unfortunately, the answer is, la, uh, la, 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 I can't hear. That's, that's what I see a lot of. I wonder if that's the reflection of the GOP electorate at large. And good thing we have a primary to figure that out. Indeed. By all means, if I'm wrong, somebody show me. 
Somebody show me that what I just laid out is not correct. I don't think you can do that. And I think what I did on Friday is in complete fulfillment and and, inconsi- and consistent with everything we have done on this show since March 16th, 2020. And, you know, we come to what Paul says to the church in Galatia, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? This is why we're here. Steve, maybe it's too late now, but months ago, had Trump said, if he was capable of saying, I, I tried to work with these people in a very dire time, I, 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 I was wrong. They did play me. I apologize. If you elect me again, my blind spots will be gone. I will make them pay. Where do you think we'd be right now? We wouldn't oh, even be having these conversations. We, we, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Get we aboard the Trump be. train. Let's go. DeSantis would not be, be running. I don't even think DeSantis would have ran. No, I don't. I, 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 and now it's maybe too late for me because I'm on record. It's not too late for Trump. First of all, you and we, all three of us represent a worldview that it's never, it's never too late to admit when you're wrong about something. Right? All three of us. Until you're dead. Then it's too late. Okay, but, you know, while there's still breath in your body, it's never too late to admit that you're wrong about something. And if we're sitting here 153 days from now and we got our asses kicked on, you know, Team DeSantis, we got our asses kicked in Iowa because Trump finally chose to to show some self-awareness and humility, guys. I'm not going to be the least bit disappointed by that. I'm not. I, I don't predict that that's going to be the case. But. It's never too late. It might be too late now that I'm, for me, I'm on the record, but it's not too late for a lot of people. And it's not too late for the former president, nor his campaign. Or you could go golfing with Laura Luma and the Saudis instead. Your choice. Back here on the Steve Day Show, I am in L.A. The team is back there in the studio. We'll get back to them in a moment after I tell you about our friends over at Preborn, who, like me, their prayer is that the day will come they're no longer necessary. And they are, unlike a lot of pro-life organizations and ministries right now, they are ready for a post-Roe world. They were already doing literally soul-to-soul combat uh, with moms and children out on the streets for decades. Um, helping, first of all, to confront moms with the realization that that's not their body. It is somebody else. That's a separate heartbeat. And that ultrasound, about 80% of the time, when they hear it, those moms don't go through with the killing of their children. But that's just that's just one big step in the battle. They are still in distress. They're still in crisis. I mean, let's face it, a happily married woman is typically not going to seek out an abortion. Typically, the kind of woman that is, is one who's alone and threatened and vulnerable. And so they're there for the mom post and prenatal as well. All kinds of post and prenatal care, all of it also, like the ultrasounds, free of charge, provided there is adequate uh, funding from people like us. If you want to make a tax-deductible donation, you might say, there's an 80% chance that for just 28 bucks, that ultrasound you pay for is going to save a life. Would you save a life for 28 bucks? Obviously, I know pretty much everybody within the sound of my voice would. So make that donation today. Uh, dial pound 250 on your mobile phone and say the keyword baby to do so. Pound 250 keyword baby to do so. Or you can go to preborn.com slash Steve. 
Once again, that is preborn.com slash Steve. All right, let's welcome in our good friend Bob Vanderplotz back there in Iowa, probably sitting in my seat. Yes, he is. Good to see you, Bob. How are you? I feel a surge of power right now. I'm not sure what's going on, but being in your seat feels really good uh, and doing really, really well. Steve, thanks for allowing me to be in today. So, you know, there's the old Will Rogers line, Bob. You can tell a lot about a man by the enemies he makes and the company he keeps, right? Okay, so uh, over the weekend, Reuters, which my understanding has been working for weeks to dig up dirt on you, finally decided to take their shot over the weekend. And if I if I understand this story, their complaint is that campaigns that you can't give free advertising to because you're a nonprofit and it looks and it will be seen by the IRS as a um, as an in-kind contribution. So campaigns bought placement in a program that was going to go out to the largest gathering of Iowa caucus goers that will be assembled until caucus night on January 15th. And then campaigns that could not afford the ad still got all the same access on the day of the summit to those to those uh, activists, still got on stage with Tucker, still got broadcast globally by us here at The Blaze. Why, am I missing something? Why is this even a story? Can you just lay this out for us? And it's clear it's clear it's a weak story because there's a lot of people that hate you. Not as many as hate me because you're nicer than me. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who hate you. And this story went nowhere after Reuters tried to drop it on Saturday, which just goes to show how weak it is. But I figured let's just address it up front. Well, we should address it up front. So, Steve, our, um, our leadership summit was just over four weeks ago. And four weeks ago, this coming Wednesday, I got my first phone call from a campaign alerting me that Reuters was fishing to do a hit piece on me. And I thought, well, when's this going to come out? Thursday will come out on Friday. And then I started getting drip, 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 more and more contacts contacting me, giving me a heads up that Reuters is trying to do a hit piece on me. And this went on for a week and then two weeks and then three weeks. I thought, when are they going to do this hit piece on me? And the one, the one contact gave me a call, and he said, Bob, I know they're trying to do a hit piece on you, but their last question was very telling. And my last question was, can you point us in the direction of somebody who does not like Bob? And I thought, let me give you a database. I got a whole database full of people who don't like me. But uh, it was clear they wanted to do a hit piece on me, and the whole idea was it's pay for play. I'm selling my endorsement. All those types of things. And Steve, because we did not trust Reuters, because of all the heads up that we received, our director of communications, Drew Zahn, and we, we sat down and we visited and we said, you know what, we're not going to do an interview with Reuters, but we're going to make them submit their questions in writing to us. And then we'll respond in writing. And we told them, listen, we're fully prepared to show you what we, we'll show the world what we just responded to you in writing. And what it was is that obviously there was no there there. They couldn't figure out what what was going on, that there was no pay for play. There wasn't me selling the endorsement. Nobody could back it up. Nobody could give it credence. So therefore, their story gets released on Saturday. And you're right, Steve, it was met with a gigantic thud and nothing has moved forward since that time. So what do I have to do to get you to release to the public your answers to their questions? I think people would love to see what their questions were 
and then how you responded to them. Because you know they're going to, if and when you eventually endorse in this race, you know they're going to try to resurrect all this. So why not just confront it now? And well, we are con- we are confronting it now. And and, and uh, Steve, to answer your question, my guess is we'll put this at minimum up on your up on our website. We'll have it easily accessible for those who want to learn out more. Here's the full interview with Reuters, and and why we've been exonerated. Matter of fact, Steve, when their article came out on Saturday, uh, Drew texted me and said, "Hey, their their article's out." And he says, uh, this is not a hit piece. This is almost a fluff piece for you because they're talking about how influential your endorsement is. They're talking about, you know, why why people come to our events, why they come to our offices and that type of thing. He said, but this is like an exoneration of you. I mean, there's there's no there there. And Steve, to your point, what it is, we had our leadership summit on July 14. But our summit is more than a summit. It's an evening dinner the night before. It's a VIP lunch during the summit. It's VIP tickets. There's a private, intimate dinner with Tucker Carlson for about 220 people after the summit. And all those things carry a value. So if you wanted to put a advertisement in our commemorative booklet, if you wanted VIP tickets, access to the donor lunch, access to the private dinner with, with Tucker, I don't care if it was Aaron, Todd, Steve Dace, John Deere, or a candidate. That's $25,000 a page. And the IRS says, I can't make a corporate contribution. If I make a corporate contribution, now I'm in trouble. So when candidates come to us and they say they want to have additional exposure, those type of things, we don't do booths like a lot of other people do. We don't do the T-shirts, the stickers, the signage, and you know, you... You make our event look like Campaign Central, our event's a first-class event. And it's not just a political event, it's principle over politics event. And so we said, okay, if you guys want additional exposure, here's what SBA Pro-Life has to do, Heritage Foundation has to do, First Liberty has to do, any other of our partners have to do, our donors have to do. And some campaigns said, "I'll, I'll choose to do that. And I believe, Steve, they are the smart ones. That summit blew up on us. It was bigger than life, a large part due to Blaze TV. And and so the candidates even said to me later, they said, that was the best ROI we could have ever done. And so we didn't prevent others from being on our stage, and we didn't prevent having their bio in our commemorative booklet. But if you wanted to go above and beyond, you had to pay, and this is getting in front of the 2,000 plus activists and at private dinners with donors and lunches. It's, it was a win, win, win. And as I mentioned to Reuters, and they did quote in their article, my only regret was I didn't charge more because it was worth more than what I, <laughs> what, what I actually charged. So I didn't read the article. My, my, I saw the headline. And that's most what most people will just look at these days, unfortunately, are headlines. And the headline clearly tries to make it look like Ron DeSantis got some favorable treatment from you. But my understanding from people who did read the article is that other candidates are quoted in the article saying, oh, no, we, we paid for the ad, too. It was great exposure. We were happy to do it. So what was even the point of the headline to the article? Well, I think what the headline was is very clear. Uh, this turn from being a hit piece on Bob Plots and pay for play and selling his endorsement because there was no there there to saying, all right, we're going to go after DeSantis. So the reason we're going to go after DeSantis 
It's because some group associated with DeSantis bought a table for 10 at the, the Tucker Carlson dinner, which went for 20 grand a table. We didn't discount it for them like we didn't discount it for anybody else. 20 grand a table. A PAC bought two pages of advertisement in our commemorative booklet, and the campaign bought one ad. So they said, look at this. He's trying to buy the endorsement. He's trying to buy favor. That's how weak his campaign is. But then you go down below, and all of a sudden you have Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek going, listen, that was a first-class event. <laughs> exactly we wanted to have exposure there. These are caucus scores that are going to make a difference. They're going to make an impact. This is different than WHO-TV where they may do an interview with you for free, but if you try to advertise on WHO TV, you got to pay. So for us, you could have your stage time with Tucker Carlson for nothing. You could have your bio in the commemorative booklet for nothing, but if you want to go above and beyond, now you got to pay. And a, a quick antidote, Steve. Vivek's wife, Aporva, is a specialty surgeon in Columbus, Ohio. She had 11 surgeries the day of our summit. And after her final surgery, she boarded a plane, flew to Des Moines to attend the private dinner. And afterwards, I said to Vivek, said, it was so great to have your wife here, but I hope it was worth it. He goes, Bob, this is the best investment we have made. So to me, it was a great bang for the buck for the campaigns. Um, and I think <laughs> when we do our presidential family former and give the campaigns another opportunity uh, to be in front of that base, I'll be in November at some point. And my guess is a lot of them are going to take us up on that again as well. Well, everybody knows if you are selling your endorsement, you sell it to people like Mike Huckabee and Rick Santorum <laughs> who are flush with cash. Yeah. You know, you know, and Mike Huckabee was even before the family leader. That's back in 2007. I didn't start the family leader until 2010. Uh, but we never went with candidates based on what they could pay, whether it was Huckabee, Santorum or Cruz. Uh, it was we wanted bold and courageous leadership for the country. And the thing is, the IRS kind of cuts both ways with us at times. And this time it's like, you can't give favors to these guys. That's a, that's a corporate contribution. That's against the law. All right. I wanted to make sure we cleared the air about that. I've got about three minutes left. Your view, because we won't be here this Friday. We're taking some vacation time. So the fair will go on, but the candidates were here. The, the political portion of the fair is basically over. You were out there at the fair over the weekend. You did a lot of interviews, talked to a lot of Iowans. The governor did a lot of events. What's your big takeaway from being at the biggest gathering of Iowans every single year? So the first thing is I told national reporters, the fair does not determine who is your eventual caucus winner. But this is one thing where you get credit for showing up. And you get credit for showing up, not only just showing up, but sitting down for a fair side chat with the governor of Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds. Shaking hands, meeting people, doing bumper cars, eating a pork chop on a stick or a deep fried Twinkie, whatever it is that you do at the fair, you can say, I did that. That helps you connect with Iowans. But here's what I found out, Steve. I did four back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back national interviews Friday night. And each of the interviewers to a person said to me that they're going through the fair and basically scouring, doing an informal poll of, are you for Trump or for an alternative to Trump? And they said they were blown away because they could not find many people saying we're in for Trump. And they left going, so where are these poll numbers coming from? These poll numbers are greatly inflated. One, 
one lady who did the interview with me, I think of ABC News, says she goes, I never get out of Washington, D.C. I'm always in this bubble here. I come out here. Things are completely different. And so they're, they're starting to see that the Iowa caucus field, as I've been saying, as you've been saying for a long time now, it is wide open and it is tailor-made to deliver an alternative to Trump. Hmm. Did you... Last question. Why is Trump trying to turn the most popular elected Republican so far this century into an enemy? I don't understand. Help me. I don't understand it. I don't get it. My only thought on that question, Steve, I've thought about that a little bit as well. I, I know the, the former president pretty well. Is he may be reading things the way I'm reading them as well. He may not succeed here. If you don't succeed in Iowa, what do you need? You need a fall person. You need a fall guy. So therefore, I can throw the governor of Iowa under the bus. You can throw Bob Vanderplatz under the bus, the family leader under the bus, all of Iowa under the bus if you don't win here. That's the only reason I can come up with why he wouldn't attend our event, why he wouldn't sit down for fair side chats with Kim Reynolds, why he goes after. I just kind of get the sense he may be reading what we're reading here as well. All right. Thank you, Bob. Todd and Aaron, I want to get reaction from you in a moment. I got this note, though from brian recently i've been listening to you extol the virtues of tommy johns for well over a year i resisted the urge because i knew myself or i know myself and i knew i would like them and then want to replace all my underwear with tommy i could not hold out any longer i tried a pair and now yes i've replaced all my underwear <laughs> they feel so good perhaps best of all my wife really likes them so that's from brian cool where it counts i like that in pennsylvania brian's story is the same as mine I tried them because they wanted to come on board the show, wanted me to give it a shot. And it's the only pair of underwear I have bought for the last few years since they came on board because I've come up, I've come across nothing that comes even close. All right. That's why they've got over 20 million pairs sold. Um, it's the most comfortable boxer briefs. That's what I wear. If you're curious, I don't know why you would be. And I'm now really uncomfortable even with myself for saying that. The boxer briefs are cool, and I'm just going to stop there. All right, get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. And take them up on their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. And, yes, they've got stuff for the ladies, too. TommyJohn.com slash Steve. All right, gentlemen, your thoughts on what Bob just said about what he saw and heard out at the fair over the weekend. Really quick. Well, he's absolutely right that you know nothing's going to be secured in terms of ultimate president of the United States at the state fair. But listen, Kim Reynolds proved last year running for governor. She she lived out there, and now she's not even she won by twenty points, and she lived out there again. It's a way of clearly connecting. And Ron DeSantis, the bumper cars, all the food. He 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 lived out there for a day. That's gold in these hills, folks. And if you don't understand that, you don't deserve to win Iowa. Yeah, I think Iowans' um, authenticity detector is is very very sensitive, um, and I think people are looking for for somebody authentic and and at large across the country. That's kind of the appetite. Look at Oliver Anthony, the the singer that's gone viral. Nobody knew who an Oliver Anthony was a week ago. Now he's like everywhere. He's doing these like jam packed uh, kind of uh, uh, events that were kind of thrown together at the last minute. Why is that? I'd say it's because somebody saw something authentic in him. And so I think showing up to the fair, doing those things, taking your family, that just screams authenticity. 
I will come back and I want to discuss a little bit more why I did what I did on Friday. And we will do that here in a moment. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here. I am on location in L.A., back in SoCal. Good news is I didn't lose the other half of my hearing. Like I lost the first half the last time I came. Then again, there's still time. Let's let's not jinx it, of course. Uh, I'm out here to film the uh, nefarious Bible study curriculum we will release later this fall. So uh, we are very excited about that project. We'll be telling you more about that here in a couple of months. Uh, Don't forget the Nefarious DVD goes on sale tomorrow. You can pre-order right now. And think think about this. Every Friday the 13th movie, every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, all the Omen movies, The Exorcist, all the Scream movies, the number one selling horror DVD at Amazon.com, the largest retailer in the world is nefarious right now. That's crazy. So thank you very much. We are oh so close to profitability, which is why tomorrow, in accordance with the release of the DVD, we'll be making a big announcement that I think you're all going to be excited about. So you can go and pre-order your DVD of Amazon for Nefarious right now. Thank you to all of you that have done those things already. Thank you to all of you that have left us five-star reviews. Hit subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. We appreciate every single one. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Seems like every day now we hear yet another venerable brand. Have you guys seen the, Todd and Air, have you seen the video going around of the woman who's playing Snow White in the live-action Snow White next year? Yeah, that'll be in the montage tomorrow. Yeah, calling Prince Charming a stalker. Yes. Yeah, there's that. Okay. I mean, goodness gracious. Guys, we need a parallel economy bad. Thankfully, one place where we have it is with this handy little device right here. The the device all of us need nowadays, our mobile phones. Patriot Mobile is America's only mobile phone company that's actually American. The only one left. All right. And they support your values. They're not trying to undermine them. And they also have an excellent customer service team. They give you access to all the major networks anytime you want to switch for free just because you're a member of Patriot Mobile. If you're a veteran or first responder and you want to make the switch, let them know and they'll give you extra special thank yous for your service. For the rest of us, get a free activation with the offer code STEVE today when you go to patriotmobile.com STEVE. That's patriotmobile.com STEVE, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. Look for me on Truth Social as well, at Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace there. And you know what? I buried California last hour, gentlemen. Before we move on, I, I've come to praise it now this hour. So I went, to, made the stop to get uh, loaded up on my uh, drinks, my sugar for my Gatorade Zero and my water when I landed last night. And I didn't even look at the label. What, the, what it was, I just saw two different shades of green Gatorade Zero. I'm like, I'm going to try them both, right? And I opened up one of them this morning and started drinking. And I'm like, this is really good. 
and it's one I've never tried before. And I'm a bit of a Gatorade Zero connoisseur, if I do say so myself. I've never tried it before. Lime cucumber. Yeah, they have that in Iowa, too. I had it. I they had do? It, yeah, I had it a couple months ago. It's it's pretty good on a hot day when you've been working. It's okay. pretty good. Have you ever I had a say, cucumber martini? Now that's the bomb. That I have had a cucumber martini. Not bad. Yeah. You ever had a chocolate martini? I'm a man. That's a, no. That a is, that's, an, that's an atomic bomb no. is what that is. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well played. Yes, indeed. Um, not brought to you by Oppenheimer in theaters now. But um, no, I mean, I, I didn't know they had this in Iowa. I've never heard of lime cucumber. I thought this was like a California trendy thing. But now the guy that never leaves his home except to get uh, firewood. Aaron, you're telling me you, you actually found this back home there? Yeah, actually, uh, my buddy Dan got it for uh, for me and an, another dude we were helping move. It's his favorite, and so he decided to share it with us, and it is good. All right, never mind. California still sucks then. Never mind. I'll take Thank it all you. back. All right, you got it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, let's get... So, on Friday, um, I we had Governor Ron DeSantis on, and I explained my reasons why I was endorsing him for president in our hometown Iowa caucuses. And we had a chance to talk to him during that hour as well. I wanted to this hour, if you guys will indulge me, I wanted to kind of discuss some of the the personal reasons why um, I made this decision outside of the uh, issue based and ideological ones that I discussed on Friday. And I didn't want to bring them up on Friday because these are personal to me. And the most important reason is what I articulated on Friday. I mean, Ron DeSantis earned it. And I didn't want to overshadow that in any way, shape, or form. So I wanted to make sure that had its initial day. But I, I kind of want to discuss other reasons why. Like I said on Friday, DeSantis has done more damage to our enemies where it matters most in the, in, in the arena of policy than any politician I've seen in my career. And thus he's earned my support. And something I said on Friday, and you're probably going to hear me say it a lot, the next 153 days between now and the Iowa caucuses. It's, it's, it is time to not just message and market MAGA. It is time to do the MAGA. We have to do the MAGA now. We have to do it. It's not just, we're not just going to message it, going to market it. And when I say that, by the way, the messaging and marketing of it is why we now get to do it. I'm not, I'm not saying there's no place for that, for goodness sakes. Get your nefarious DVD on Amazon right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's no place for messaging and marketing. That's that's a necessary component. And, and, and again, I'm going to try to keep it real on the show as much as I can. That's an area where Ron DeSantis and his campaign need to improve is their messaging and marketing. Now, for me, I'd much rather be I'd much rather try to get a badass on policy to message and market himself better than to get somebody who is iffy or inconsistent on policy, but is a badass in messaging and marketing. Now, I know I, a lot of people in this business are not like me, and that's OK. You know, I, I don't I'm not saying when I say that, I'm not saying the messaging and the marketing of MAGA is not important. It has been very important. The successful messaging and marketing of MAGA is why we got to overturn Roe versus Wade. It's why we didn't fight any unnecessary wars. It's why we had the, the largest growth of median household income in America since the dot com boom. The messaging and marketing of MAGA is important. But we have to now also do it. You've got to do it. We're not going to hand Anthony Fauci awards and pens. We're going to put him in cuffs. We're going to do it. 
Okay? We have to do the MAGA now. We're not going to chant locker up. We're going to do it. Okay? We have to start doing the MAGA. But that was what we talked about on Friday. Uh, today, I want to talk about three personal reasons why I did what I did. And I want to share them with you because I think they're important for you to know my motivations. You should know those things. I think it's important for integrity, for credibility. I've always felt that way. And so I think when we're honest with one another, then even in areas where we don't agree, we can overcome those areas because we have a relationship that is built on something that's built with integrity. It's sustainable. So I want, I want to take these one by one. And then Todd and Aaron, I want to get your take on these three as we go along, rather than ask you guys to kind of respond to all of them at the end. You guys okay with that? Yes. Okay. Number one, and these are in order of importance, by the way. Number one, so this is the most important reason. I, I live in Iowa, the first in the nation caucus state. I am heavily involved in the process here. To pretend that I'm not involved off the air and still have no horse in the race on the air, it, it simply is just not intellectually honest. I know a lot of you think that a lot of my colleagues are secretly backing somebody. They just won't tell you. They may, they may have a view that is, eh, on a given day, more favorable to a particular candidate in this race. But they're not on the ground in Iowa like I am. There, there's really no reason for them to go there and, and risk alienating or dividing their own base when likely their announcement really won't have that much of an impact. Like if I didn't live in Iowa, I don't know that I would have done what I did on Friday. But I do. My phone rings off the hook. Activists, organizers, pastors, members of the legislature call me, text me constantly. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? So I mean, I'm heavily involved in the process. To, to act like I'm not, and I don't have a take, I, I just... I would not be intellectually honest with you. If, if, you know, if I had moved to Texas several years ago or somewhere else, I still might have an opinion. I don't know that I would openly express it, though, because it may not be worth it to the large, when, when juxtaposed, the, the larger mission of the show, which is the advancement of a biblical worldview. But since I live in Iowa, since a lot of people came to know about me first and foremost— because of my role here in the Iowa caucuses. The idea that the main event is going to go on down the street from where I live, and I just, my hands are clean. I don't know what's going on. I've, I've got no clue. I'm totally dialed out. I've not heard a thing. It's all a big mystery to me. Here's my objective opinion. It, it just would be a lie. And I think those of us who do what to you guys bless us to be able to do for a living, that as much as it's possible... You should be given transparency regarding our true motivations, intentions, etc. when it's possible. Sometimes it's not. For me, that line is, does it violate a third-party confidence? In those cases, it's not possible for me. Every other case, I try to make it possible. Not to mention my overall analysis, analysis had already been pretty favorable to Santis before the endorsement. So I don't know how the show would change at all, actually. I, um, you you, now you just know for sure where I stand. You can filter my commentary through your lens accordingly. In fact, I was genuinely surprised at the amount of media attention my endorsement got. I 
frankly thought it would be largely seen as a fait accompli, as anticlimactic. Even the Des Moines Register, who somehow never bothered to mention, I'm the only living Iowan that has produced a best-selling book and a movie, like maybe ever. Of all the people to have lived in Iowa or born here, I may be the only person that's ever done that. And the Des Moines Register has just com- the largest newspaper here, where I used to work, by the way, just completely ignored it and act like none of that stuff happened. None of the media covered it locally, actually. Did a premiere in Iowa. None of the media came. So I was stunned that they now all are covering my endorsement. <laughs> I-, I did not think it would make that. I'd be getting the amount of Google alerts on that that I am currently getting nationally and locally. So that's the number one reason why. I, I just felt like you guys need to know where I stand rather than sitting here and acting like that's not where I stand. Todd and Aaron, what do you think? I, I've been on this show for a long time, so I understand Steve's reason for doing this, but this this is an important reset. for. It's like the person who asked me on any, asked me anything Monday asked Steve about like something that's like on a shelf over his shoulder that we've talked about 10 other times, but we're, they're new to this. This is how Steve has actually done his show forever. But for those of you new to this, and our audience has grown certainly since COVID, I, I mean, this is just the greatest hits of Steve Dace, and whether it's presidential politics or something else, this is how he does. I mean, he'll tell you all about his per- personal life and where he's come from as a, uh, as a sinner and how he's been broken, how and how he's been redeemed. It's not. It's not any different. He's transparent in all things and all ways on the show. Yep, and you know, I, as you said at the top of uh, the hour when we had DeSantis on, it's we were trending this way anyway. But when the fullness of time, I guess, comes, if you will, or when it's appropriate, um, it's it's best to just jump on that train and not pretend like we're still being uh, unbiased, which I think all three of us to varying degrees have been trending that way. So it's not a not a huge surprise, but um, yeah, I was surprised to see the Register doing a story about this, uh, some local media who pretend that you don't exist actually uh, taking note of it as well. All right, let's get to the other two reasons. Number two, um, I don't believe there will be an option to vote for Trump in the 2024 election. And, and that's aside from, I still think he has real electability issues, but even more fundamental than that, I, I just don't believe they're going to let you vote for him if you want to. I think he will either be in prison by this time next year or forced to take a plea deal to stay out of it. In fact, I I think, I, I don't think the RNC, at, I, I absolutely, let me actually stress this. I absolutely don't believe there should be some rule that if you're under indictment, you can't be the nominee of the Republican Party. Given the lawfare we're going up against, and it's going to go on into perpetuity, no matter what. The, long after Donald Trump is gone, they'll be doing this against others. Let's just, once these precedents are set, they don't get rolled back. So under no condition would I allow the lawfare, the unlawful lawfare of our enemies determine who our candidates are. That being said, it's got to work both ways. I mean, I'd absolutely make Donald Trump sign a pledge that he would not take a plea agreement before I let him into any debates. I'd make I'd make him sign a pledge that he will not take a plea agreement before I allowed him to be the nominee of the Republican Party. It's got to work both ways. If we're going to stick our neck out for you preemptively and assume, give you the benefit of the doubt and assume our enemies are nefarious and intent, then we need some protection on the back end that you won't bail on us. 
Um, I don't even think they're even trying to get in the nomination anymore. We were talking about that a few weeks ago or even back to March when this all began. I mean, I know you guys saw the trial schedule they unleashed in a, you know, for D.C. They want to put him on trial before the caucuses, for goodness sakes. I mean, they're trying to get him convicted before we even get to Super Tuesday in D.C. in the gulag there. So maybe it started there. Hey, let's elevate this guy with weaknesses. But at this point, these people just can't restrain themselves. Todd, you weren't here on Friday. We discussed this in the roundtable on Friday. And our colleague here at the Blaze, Oran McIntyre, made the point that maybe this was about game theory. But now the gate, the black gate is basically opened and th- this thing's going to run its course. I, I think they're just trying to punish and persecute Donald Trump for being our voice. Even for any period of time that he sincerely was, <clears throat> how imperfectly he was, as we talked about last hour, the fact that he at all was, the fact that he at all was, they're going to just try to persecute him, punish him. And the D.C. gulag that I have been warning about for a decade, look at again, look at the trial schedule they're debating right now. I think they just want to put him in prison by hook or by crook. Well, that leaves us with only one other candidate I think that truly threatens the system, and that's DeSantis. Now, I, I happen to think he threatens the system more and better than Trump. So come caucus night, if none of the legalities here were going on, come caucus night, I'd probably still have ended up voting for DeSantis anyway. Maybe even endorsing him anyway, given what I said with rule number one. But we're not going to have a normal cycle. I think that's pretty clear. I think the Fulton County indictment is scheduled to come down today. Might have already come down, and I missed it because I, you know, I'm in California. Um, I think every day that we don't recognize this is not going to be a normal cycle. Throwing these polls and everything else around, like this, and all these legalities are like not going on. Like we're just like oblivious to them. Um, I, I don't see any other path to stop this. Since Republicans in Congress will not defund the weaponized DOJ, that's the only way to stop this right now. Which, ironically and mysteriously, that's the one thing Trump's not asking for. I mean, I don't know. If, if, if a guy was Speaker of the House because of me, my temptation would not be to put every pressure on him to help me out. <laughs> so I don't understand it. I don't understand why Trump is not demanding Republicans de- a wep- defund the weaponized DOJ. That's the only way to stop this other than winning the next election. And that other that next election is still over 400 days away. So if Trump isn't on the ballot, who has an actual record of draining swamps other than DeSantis? Nobody. Think, what is it, over 20 people? DeSantis is fired or removed from government in Florida, including the only two Soros prosecutors removed in America were in Florida. The same Ramaswamy that's out there, you know, auditioning to be the bishop of MAGA right now. He just wrote a book last year, guys, last year, copyright 2022, trashing Trump and praising Mike Pence. He just wrote that book last year. Now he's wearing truth hats. And the only money he spends in this campaign is FOIA requests and to promote Donald Trump. Then you got Tim Scott out there. Build the wall. Tim Scott's previous mantra was, cops are racist, so are Trump's judicial nominees, and empty the prisons. I mean, opportunists abound, okay? Opportunists abound, but the list of true allies grows thin, Mr. Aragorn. One guy has proven it. That's DeSantis. His campaign is rebounding from, a, I guess we'll call it an inauspicious start. But I will say he's built the most impressive ground organization in advance of Iowa I've ever seen, including 
better than Obama 08 at this stage, better than Cruz 16 at this stage. Those are the two greatest caucus organizations of all time, probably. When you're talking about over 10,000 commitment cards, guys, Rick Santorum won the Iowa caucuses in 2012 with less than 30,000 votes. That's incredible that they have that many commitment cards. They've got 120 county chairs. We only have 99 counties. So, frankly, if I'm right, and I might not be, I might be wrong. Maybe there are maybe something will happen legally to stop this momentum heading towards what seems to me to be a rather obvious and sadly inevitable banana republic garbage conclusion. But if I'm right, we're all going to need Ron DeSantis a lot more than we think right now and sooner rather than later. So with his campaign trying to reboot, gathering momentum in Iowa, I did this now Number one, for the number one reason I said before, but number two, I want to help that campaign build momentum to that moment that I think we are coming to here sooner than a lot of people still fail to recognize, in my opinion. Reaction back there in Des Moines. I mean, the legal issues. uh, Yeah, this is what they're I mean, just since we've started this segment. Reuters, yes, the same Reuters that wrote that uh, hit piece on uh, on our on our buddy Bob. Uh, they're saying Georgia is set to file legal action against Donald Trump. Charges include racketeering, conspiracy, and false statements. Uh, there's another charge that I read about as well. I mean, it's clear. I I really do believe, actually, I I do believe this still is about getting Trump the nomination, some way, somehow. Now, the, the court schedule is a little interesting, putting that before Iowa, but they could be, believe just in their, uh, in their arrogance that, hey, they're going to vote for him anyway. So why not get them on the record as voting for a convicted f- felon, caucusing for a f- convicted felon? You know, so um, th- Donald Trump, the odds go up every day. Now, not on every ballot, but the odds go up every day that he's not going to be on Pennsylvania, Wisconsin ballots, maybe Arizona ballots. Those are important states. So, yeah, I generally agree with that sentiment. Yeah, whatever the motivations at this point regarding uh, Donald Trump uh, legally, I, 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 either way, there's there's a curse upon this electoral land right now and it's one and steve's been very very open about this that he thought the signs were there and many others did too to some degree that they're gonna lift in the midterms and they didn't the only place the curse was broken uh was in florida and in iowa at a significant level i to me that that that's why looking at you can look at this thing in a vacuum and just think it's just too fantastical for them to be doing this to Donald Trump it just be must just be political shenanigans or you can simply remember how that's the status quo held even in the midterms and we're living in a land now that transes kids and shut down an entire economy over a virus uh, that you had a 99 point whatever, Steve, put the number on it, because uh, you'll remember more clearly than me, had a chance of surviving. It's, it's time to stop being children about analyzing what the lay of the land actually is. 
All right, the third reason I'm going to say for next segment, there's a couple more things I want to say about reason number two here in a moment, and really questions I want to ask the two of you. But before we get there, uh, a word from our friends at My Patriot Supply. You know our world can change, and for the worse, as we've all learned the last few years, at a moment's notice. Make sure you're prepared for the worst of the worst. Threats to our food supply with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Get the three-month emergency food kit now with their biggest discount ever. 25% off is the discount. 25% off right now. What is the three-month emergency food kit? That is breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The full complement of the 2,000-plus calories that you need nutritionally each day, 16 types of meals and sides that you can mix and match together as well. So you get variety, too. Uh, stays good for up to 25-plus years with uh, the right proper storage, and shipping is free. Shipping is free. Take advantage of this deal right now at preparewithdace.com. Preparewithdace.com. Our friends at My Patriot Supply, their biggest discount yet, 25% off each kit, by the way, not your bill. Each kit on the bill, even bigger savings. All right, preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. All right, I want to go back and get you guys' take on something I, I mentioned a minute ago. Absolutely, I don't think there ought to be any RNC rule against anybody that is under any form of indictment or even maybe a conviction automatically being disqualified given the lawfare um, and the violation of the social compact that the left is engaged in right now. On the other hand, though, I, I do think there should be some insurance. I, I think that if if you continue to run while under indictment or conviction, that you ought to pledge that you will not accept a plea agreement at any point that would take you out of the race and throw an election into complete and total turmoil. I think that ought to be the give and take of that relationship. And I think that's something that should be discussed on the right right now. Thoughts? Yeah, but it mostly has to do with the unique personage of Donald Trump. That's why the number, uh, and Steve, you and others have mentioned about uh, this in terms of his inability to get out of his own way. Despite all of the successes before COVID, when it comes to COVID and January 6th, if there's a rake out there, he seems to sprint to it to step on it. That's the real issue. It's not about like a let, let's let's do poli sci 101 and figure out whether this how we, because my God, if this is politics as usual, this this whole place is burning down anyways. This has to do with this specific moment and Donald Trump and what his motivations are. And we need to demand some insurances because as with he just simply won't give them to us when there's been multiple opportunities to do so. Yeah, it- <laughs> The RNC, I, I don't, I don't have any words left for it. What they should do, what they shouldn't do. They're obviously, I, my, my line of thinking with the RNC is one, this is still Trump's organization, and two, they, they're very ineffective, very ineffective. So I don't really count on them. Whatever is probably the most boneheaded thing to do is probably what they're going to do. That's where I am with the RNC. That's as good of an analysis as any, unfortunately. All right. The other thing I was going to say, if, if you remain skeptical about number two, I would ask you, where do you think all this energy will go? Where do you think it will all go? We've had drinks. We're in the hotel room. 
were disrobing. You think that that's the point now that someone will come to their senses and say, this is a mistake. I've got to leave. That's not how that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You tell me they're going to gather what Todd, what Aaron just described, by the way, that Reuters report. That's Rico, guys. That's yeah. what they put mobsters on trial for. OK, like the five families in New York. So we're going to have a friggin Rico trial and then they're going to be like, psych, yeah. the D.C. Gulag is going to put him on trial after putting eleven hundred people behind bars at some point in time. And it's going to look at Donald Trump and say, you know what? This is just a bridge too far. We tap out. You yeah. guys tell yeah. us, yeah. where's all this energy going to go? It's Where's it all going Th- to go? Th- this is the environment recently where there's a kid preaching the gospel on a public s- sidewalk while right over there. And he's preaching it at the adults were men wearing makeup and dresses, promising to groom your kids. And the cops gleefully came over and you could tell they were happy about it, came out and arrested the kid. That's what Steve's talking about. That energy in that moment, right? And, and they're going to turn down the president of the United States. Exactly. Come on. Come on. They're at full, they're at full arousal, man. We ain't stopping until culmination, until climax, brother. The, the gravity takes over. The energy is on. We're not stopping until we're spent. The idea that we're just going to, eh, you know what? Nah, that's probably a bad idea. No. You have, you, I, I have no idea why you would think the people that criminalized masking, mutilate your kids, turned your border into a human trafficking trading outpost, are, and, and want to show kindergartners gay porn, would now suddenly look at Donald Trump and say, you know what? What are we doing here? This has got to stop. The opposite, man. This is zealotry. Yes. They're even more aroused. This is a freaking orgy of mayhem mayhem and and chaos to them. All right. They're They're just swapping partners at this point. More in a moment. All right. Back here on the Steve Day Show. I'm laying out three personal reasons why I made the decision to endorse Ron DeSantis last Friday here on the program. And we've got one more reason left. I'll tell you about it after I tell you about our friends over at Sweat Block. Getting a bit of a break, but remember, these are still the dog days of summer after all. That's why you want to check out our friends at Sweat Block. Now, maybe that's not your issue. Maybe your issue is just, you know, you get into high stress pressure situations, you know, the anxiety, the or just frankly, just your energy level kicks in. And that can lead to some, you know, sweaty moments on a first date, a job, big job interview. And you're looking for something to help with that. Get the antiperspirant wipes from Sweatblock. That's the OG. That's where they really first became known was for that product. And, and you know, my son raves about it, but they're just not the only thing they do. I mean, they've got their own uh, stick deodorant and it it's the truth now. I'll tell you that. And then my favorite, I love the deodorant lotions uh, that can help keep the uh, more sensitive regions from becoming swampy this time of year. Go to sweatblock.com, get 20% off with the promo code DACE. Sweatblock.com, 20% off with the promo code DACE. Sweatblock.com, promo code DACE for 20% off. Okay, one more reason here I want to mention why I did what I did. We have been speaking in a lot of kind of apocalyptic and existential language these days on the right, and I certainly indulge in my share of that as well. And and just speaking for me, I, I do so because I absolutely believe we are approaching a winner-go-home juncture in our history. I, I fear the window 
to peaceably but meaningfully push back on what is happening in our country through the political process is closing. And I don't want us to fail our children and grandchildren in that regard by not taking advantage of that window. And that would sentence them to even and much even darker times than what we are looking at right now. And I I think there's only one way to accomplish that victory, policy outcomes. I think we've already discredited their media. I think we've already discredited their institutions. Look at the jab. Everybody was scared. 80% took it right away. Of adults, that is. First round of boosters, eh, like 60% did. Next round, less. Next round, less. Faith in those institutions, lost. We've discredited their system. The only people who truly trust in these things now are their people. Nobody else does. And by the way, I think Trump has played an admirable and vital role in that, for which I am grateful. No doubt, no doubt about it. And everybody should be. But I also believe that we have exhausted that offensive. We keep trying to retake a hill we already took. Their media lies, we know. Their institutions are corrupt, we know. Their system can't be trusted, we know. So then we're going to do what? We're just going to keep saying these things. Again, the messaging and the marketing of MAGA, very important. But now what's more important is to do the MAGA. We have to do the MAGA, guys. We have to do the MAGA. Do the MAGA. The normies aren't coming to us via the discrediting route. They're not. If they were not going to rise up about being locked down, riding in their streets, criminalizing their breathing, mass poisoning via coercion to work, borders surrendered to drug and human traffickers, and the mutilation of their own children. If, 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 they, aren't, if they weren't going to come home to us from that, then I, I fail to see how the persecution of Donald J. Trump, who they, whom they don't like, unfortunately, how they finally, are, that woos them back to us. Because we need them to win elections. That's why I was so confident last year. That's why I didn't think we were just going to see a, a red uh, a red wave, but a red wedding. The normies now, the, the bane of their existence, Trump and his mean tweets, not on the ballot now, no more excuses. No excuses to not see the evil, real evil, that's on our doorsteps. None. So, man, I showed up at the blaze. I got the Tiger Woods red shirt, the tub corn. I'm ready to go. And there was, frankly, more fight shown on that stage amongst those of us who did that broadcast that night than the American electorate. Nothing. No war, no battle, nothing. In fact, not a single meaningful incumbent in America lost, despite all the hell we have just been through as a people. If you miss this and you are still claiming you know what time it is, I would kindly ask you to recheck your watch. Now, there were two places where the Democratic Party was rightfully destroyed. Florida and Iowa. Why those two places? Well, each of those places had governors who didn't surrender their people to generational damage at the hands of Fauci and Burks, like Trump did, unfortunately. 
two places where landmark pro-life legislation was enacted, two places where the groomers were confronted head-on and kicked out, two places with strong leaders displaying strong leadership. And the voters in each of those states, each of those states, by the way, Barack Obama won twice. Barack Obama won Florida and, and Iowa twice. And yet each of those states saw strong conservative leadership that moved the state to the right. And those same voters that voted for Obama twice voted for Kim Reynolds and Ron DeSantis by 20 points in each election. That, folks, is what they call proof of concept. On the right, we, are gonna, we have forgotten the lesson of history. We're either going to meet our opponents when the stakes are existential and the differences are irreconcilable. You will meet them on either the battlefield or in the arena of public policy. There is no middle ground, folks. There's middle ground where we just compete with memes and talking points on whatever you know platform we're on now. And then things will just organically, like the politicians are like, wow, that was a killer meme. And in response, we will move to the right. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Who gives a rip if the left can't meme if they can castrate your kids? Who cares? They don't. Give the left a choice. Memes or castrating your kids? They're going to choose the latter. If we don't win on policy outcomes now, we will sentence our children and grandchildren to have to win on the battlefield later. Because these differences are irreconcilable. We have to restore some balance of power here, some, some threat of mutually assured destruction, where they will no longer violate norms in the social compact for fear that if they do, they will be punished politically. Show me who's done that. I can think of two places where that's happened. I live in one of them. Ron DeSantis is governor of the other. I can't think of any other places in America where this is the case. You tell me if, if, if I'm wrong. Those are our only two options. Civil war on the battlefield or civil war at the ballot box as the founders intended. Those are your two options. And by the way, those have always been the only two options. That's why we once had a civil war. Couldn't get the win at the ballot box, so... You got it at Gettysburg. So either we're populist or we're not. Either we believe in the will of the people if we don't. Well, the populist is spoken. And the will of the people has been expressed three elections in a row. We can't win without normies. We can't. And so we can't win without normies. We can't govern without winning. We can't win on policy without governing, which means we can't do any of these things without the normies. And the normies have made it clear they are tired of the Trump show. They want a new show. They want strong leadership. No one on the right this century so far has been a stronger leader than DeSantis has been on policy. And last November, his crushing one-state red wave proved even the normies agree. They voted for him. In mass. All right, gentlemen, your thoughts on number three. Well, I believe in number three so much that I actually fast-forwarded when I was talking uh, about number two to it uh, and, start, and, and uh, already went there on the notion of the proof of concept 
issue that you're talking about. So see, I, I have to humbly say that the, the one thing you're wrong about this whole thing is that the, the one through three were an order of importance. Uh, number three is everything here. This is the Sean Connery. And I used to mention this all the time. Funny thing is, since COVID, I don't think I've hardly mentioned it at all, but we're resetting it importantly here. Like, it, this is the what are you prepared to do moment. This is your bullet riddled body. And that's what that that's what that whole Trump mega movement is right now in many respects. It is bullet written. And he, he did that on our behalf in many respects. Some he brought on himself. We can argue about which is which. But it, he, grabbing Elliot Ness by the throat, bleeding out, what are you prepared to do? And that, that galvanized a movement to move forward without one of the pieces, maybe one of the main pieces, but inspired by what happened instead of making excuses and do what must be done. I, these are, it's not, it's, it's not fiction, it's not guesswork. Florida happened. Iowa happened. The option is there. I, again, the one, I, I probably went to the degree that I go viral when I say anything honest. There were a couple weeks ago when I did that about Ron DeSantis. It, it's the proof of concept that is there. You don't need to be resentful of him being there. If you still want to have a good reason for moving forward with Donald Trump, you go ahead. Steve's been very clear. He's not going to resent you. He understands many of your motives. But this nonsense, the butthurt about the existence of Ron DeSantis, it's just childish. And it's childish to elevate your butthurt over the fact, over and above the fact that we are holding on by a very, very thin thread in this culture. And quite frankly, the thing that is uh, keeping us from knowing that is also the thing that's gonna make sure it happens sooner rather than later is our level of comfort. Get a little bit uncomfortable with this. If, 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 if Donald Trump is really the guy, you have nothing to be afraid of from Ron DeSantis relative to all the people trying to put you in prison. Either pivot and be very realistic about that, as Steve has told you, or get out of this race, quite frankly, because Ron DeSantis has absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump's problems or the problems facing this once great nation. He's, in fact, been the one to highlight them better than anybody else, except perhaps our own governor here, and then do something about it we've got that track record here in iowa this last legislative session one of the best in iowa history the same is true i compare any of what ron DeSantis has done the last two years to all of florida history i'd imagine it's it's real it is the rosetta stone of what we talk about on this show do you now the only question to ask yourself do you want reality or not because that's what we've been about on this show for a very, very long time, and we have zero patience left for anybody. If you're about Ron DeSantis, about uh, Donald Trump, it better be about reality and not your silly cult. Every election in this country, every primary in this country, you know, you, you see the names on the ballot, but it's really not about them. Their names really aren't on the, on the ballot. It's about what kind of people are we? That's really what's on the ballot. What kind of people are we? 
And as this nation has descended and declined, that reality has grown even more explicit. And I would say probably most explicit in this primary. It's not really about Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Vivek or Nikki Haley or Asa, any of those names. It's not really about them. It's about choosing what type of people we are and aspire to be, if anything. Do we want the show or do we want substance? Do we want the show or do we want the substance? Remember all those shows that you did in 2017. Cheez-Its or steak? Well, we got some steak with Donald Trump. We got something else in 2020. Now we're being offered Cheez-Its or steak again. What kind of people do we want to be? If we want to be any sort of people at all. That's really what we're talking about here. And I agree with Todd. This is probably the most important thing on your list, Steve. Probably should have been number one. Let me just add this to close out this conversation, by the way. I, I have not been offered anything or asked for anything. Well, I did ask the governor to see this movie I made, and I told him I wouldn't hate it if he liked it and told other people he liked it. But I have. I'm not doing this for any other reason. I've, I've uh, Nothing. I won't go work for the campaign. I've not been asked to. I've gotten a job that I like, and it allows me to dabble when I'm not on the air with things that I want to be a part of unofficially or officially. So there's no need for me to do any of that, but there, I'm not doing this for any other reason other than it's what I think is right. In fact, if, if anything, all the professional incentives to not do this or to do the opposite of this and go with Trump are way overwhelming. So I just wanted to make sure, I, I hope that goes without saying, but you know, in this day and age, you never know. And we're all one decision away from disappointing people like you guys in the audience. So I'm not offended at all if people would ask that question whatsoever. So I'll just answer it preemptively now. I mean, there's 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 nothing in this for me on any level other than it's just what I believe. All right, we've got about a minute here. You guys have any final thoughts before we check out? Looks like RFK Jr. has changed his abortion position again, apparently. Who knows? But any, we'll get to that in the overtime. What do you guys think about today's show? Well, I... I agree with you about the reception it got, how positive uh, it was. The negative stuff uh, was largely uh, immature and it reflected uh, poorly on them than actually offering any sort of counter to you. I'm just, I, I please, Americans, uh, have better arguments about all things, starting right here with this election. If you're going to go with Trump, Fine, but there's, there's really good arguments to go with yes, Trump. There's actually. just yeah. there's too much at stake for you to basically turn uh, into uh, the very the, the, the progressive that you claimed that Trump is the only one who can save the country from. When you're acting just like them, your arguments are as bad as them. And then all you then have is the the bullying and the trying to marginalize instead of actually being about something good, true, and beautiful. Try harder. Yeah, your middle name, if you are if you are in on Trump, your middle name should be overturned row. Your middle name should be peace in the Middle East. Your middle name should be uh, economy. Uh, your middle name should be $2 a gallon gas. That's what, you're, that's what you should be promoting. Let's get back to that. But I see anything but that. All right, we're going to stick around in the overtime. 
See if we can figure out RFK Jr.'s position on baby killing or if he even knows what it is. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.